0: Welcome to First Baptist Church in Belton. We are glad you found us. We seek to know Jesus intimately, serve Jesus passionately, and share Jesus globally together. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. I'm excited to be with you today. I've dressed up for you this morning. It's Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers who are watching You know, if we were meeting together as a church, we would have all the mothers stand. We would give a corsage to the oldest mother in each worship service. We would have parent-baby recognition and other things that we would do. Can't do those this year, but moms know that we love you and appreciate you very, very much. May God bless every single one of you on this special day. I want to thank the Elkins family for a great beginning to our worship service and also for reading the scripture. And if you closed your Bible after the Elkins read, then please reopen it to Galatians chapter one. We're in verses 11 through 24 today in the second sermon in the series, the glory of the gospel from the book of Galatians, an epistle written by Paul. And last week we looked at chapter one, verses one through 10 And we found Paul saying vigorously to the churches in Galatia, don't go back to legalism. Don't go back to the slavery of sin. Don't go back to your old way of living. The Galatian churches were being deceived by a Jewish believer sect called Judaizers. And Paul is very angry and very direct. He's direct and angry with the churches in Galatia for... Uh, for going backwards, but he was also very angry and upset with the Judaizers and he addresses them very directly as he does this morning. To us, we know we are saved by grace and we have seen the glory of God in our lives. So don't go back. And that was really the message of last Sunday. Now today, the glory of the gospel is, In a person's life, the glory of the gospel in a person's life, our text is verses 11 through 24 of chapter 1, which the Elkins read for us a few moments ago. Paul is having to defend himself. Uh, The Judaizers are going after him, and, and, and it's personal. And their effort is to personally discredit Paul, and if they can do that, then they believe his message will be cast in doubt. So a reminder, we are saved by grace and we live by grace. The Judaizers say they are Jewish Christ followers, but they are saying it is not just Christ alone for salvation, but it is Christ plus, Christ plus the Old Testament law, Christ plus the rituals, Christ plus the sacrifices, Christ plus plus even circumcision. For today, we might say it like this. It's Christ plus baptism, or Christ plus church membership, or Christ plus the Lord's Supper, or Christ plus certain gifts of the Spirit, or Christ plus good works. But Paul holds up for us the transforming power of grace in the glory of the gospel as his defense. So today, the glory of the gospel in a person's life, and there are three things that I want us to notice and embrace. The first is this, called by Christ. We are called by Christ. Now, the Judaizers are making three direct frontal assaults on Paul, and he answers all three of them. In this text. First, they're saying to Paul, Paul, your gospel comes from your own thinking, reasoning, and reflection. And therefore, you have thought wrongly and you are in error. Well, Paul says, no. And he shares his testimony. And in his testimony, he, he, he refutes all of that. He is saying, I was a persecutor Of Jesus Christ and of the church. If you want to read Paul's conversion experience, go to Acts chapter 9. You'll find that he is on the road to Damascus from Jerusalem. He's going to Damascus to arrest Christians, bring them back to Jerusalem, imprison them, and then no doubt some of them would have been executed. And he's on his way to Damascus to do that when he dramatically encounters The risen Christ. Read it in Acts chapter 9. Paul tells his testimony here in Galatians 1 and says that his conversion experience was a dramatic turnaround from Christ persecutor to Christ follower. And Paul says it all happens at the direct call of Jesus. Now you read about how it happens in Acts 9. And then Paul tells the story again in Acts 26, in 2 Corinthians 11, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, and here in Galatians chapter 1. He says that his conversion came by direct revelation from the risen Christ. Now, let's think about you and me. We did not think ourselves into the kingdom of God. Rather, Christ revealed himself to us and his spirit called us and drew us to himself. So Paul refutes the first attack on himself. The second attack on Paul is this. The Judaizers are saying, Paul, your gospel is from the leaders in Jerusalem. That's where you got it. It's from headquarters, so to speak, in Jerusalem. And Paul, we now represent the leadership in Jerusalem, and we have come here to tell you that you're wrong. That your teaching and your life are wrong. You are now in error. Well, Paul says to them, no, I'm not. And he continues to tell his testimony. And he says, I didn't even return to Jerusalem for three full years following my conversion experience after meeting Jesus. I didn't go to seminary on Mount Zion. I was taught by Christ himself. And a word for us would be stick to scripture, adhere to the gospel. So Paul refutes the second charge that is brought against him by the Judaizers The third attack on Paul was this, Paul, your gospel differs from what the apostles teach. And Paul said, no, after those three years of not being in Jerusalem, I went to Jerusalem and I met with Peter and John and the other apostles and with James, the brother of Jesus, who later became the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. And they interviewed me. We talked. I I shared with them and they affirmed my teaching. Paul holds up Christ and Christ alone, not Christ plus anything. In fact, we are not called to a religion, but we are called to a relationship and that with Jesus. We are called by Christ. Paul's zeal is for Christ, not Christ plus the law. Our passion, like Paul's, is for Christ. And Paul tells us no one is so good that he doesn't need the grace of the gospel. And no one is so bad that he cannot receive the grace of the gospel. It is Jesus who called Paul. It is Jesus who called you. It is Jesus who called me. And it is Jesus who is calling some of you today who are watching this service. So, call by Christ. The second thing that we observe In this text is this, transformed by Christ. We are transformed by Christ. Paul testifies to the transforming power of Christ in his life. He was changed from a persecutor to a preacher, to a proclaimer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, his testimony can really be divided into three parts, and the same could apply to our testimony. So I'm going to say this in three different ways over the next couple of minutes, but but Paul's testimony is this, before Christ, changed by Christ, living for Christ. Before Christ, changed by Christ, living for Christ. And our testimony can follow much the same pattern as that of Paul's. Now, some of you have a testimony like Paul. We would hear it and we would say, wow. That is dramatic. You did a complete 180 degree turn in life. Others, we might hear your testimony and we might not attach exciting adjectives to describe your testimony. But having said that, I want you to listen to what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. He said, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Did you catch that? Did you hear what Paul said as it addresses your testimony and mine? You were spiritually dead, a corpse, no pulse, no breath, no life. But Christ raised you from spiritual death to life, and that, my friends, is an absolute miracle. No matter where you came from, God has done a miracle in your life If you are a Christ follower. So don't ever say. Well my testimony is boring. No it isn't. Your testimony is a miracle. Because you have gone from death to life. I once was dead. But now I live. Verse 24 is the climactic verse. To Paul's testimony. When he says they praise God. Because of me. They praise God because of Paul's testimony. And that's always the objective of sharing our story of what Christ has done in our life. Not that we be glorified, but that he be glorified. So called by Christ. The, the, the second thing that we find in the text is transformed by Christ. Then that brings us to the third and final thing. Christ glorified in us. Christ glorified in us. Paul always used his story to point people to Jesus. His testimony went like this. I've already shared it with you in one form before Christ, changed by Christ, living for Christ. Here's another way to put it before, how, after, before, how, after. I marvel at Paul's story. But you know what? I marvel at your story and I know many of your stories and I marvel. I marvel at my, my own story. I was, I came to Christ at the age of nine. And so you may say, well, that's not very exciting, is it? Well, yes it is because I was spiritually dead, but I was made alive in Christ, transformed by Christ and Christ glorified in us. I am utterly amazed at what Jesus has done in my life and the lives of so many of you whose stories I know. Now, there are two words that I want to say about Christ glorified in us, and then we're finished. One one word is obvious. The second word is shared. So let's think about obvious for a moment. Paul's life was obvious in that it pointed to Jesus clearly. Our lives should be obvious. People should observe us and be able to tell that there's something different about our lives. And that something different is that we belong to Jesus. Some of those things which should be obvious, we can find in Galatians, a passage we'll get to in a few weeks. The fifth chapter, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. It should be obvious to others that we are distinctive. Christ in us should be obvious. And the second word is shared. We have a story to be shared. It is too good to keep to ourselves ourselves. Oh, I know sometimes we say, I'm so nervous. I get so nervous about the thought of sharing Jesus with somebody else. Don't do that. Remember, in the Scripture, it tells us that the Spirit will always give us the words to say. It is the Spirit who prompts us. It is the Spirit who leads us. It is the Spirit who guides us, giving us the very words to say. And if you want a simple pattern to follow, then use the pattern that Paul used. And here's a third way to put that pattern. I was, he did, I am. I was, I was lost. He did a great work in my life. And I am now what I am as a Christ follower. The glory goes to God, not to you, not to me, but the glory goes to God. One more time, verse 24 They praise God because of me. May God be praised because of the transformation in your life that is obvious to all and that you freely share as prompted by the Holy Spirit. So let's conclude today. I don't know where you are. I suspect most of you are in Bell County, Texas, where our church is located. You belong to our church or you know about our church, so you're watching. But there are others of you who may be watching somewhere else in Texas or somewhere else in the United States or even from another country. And we're so glad that you are watching and hopefully worshiping with us this morning. But my question to you is this. Do you know Jesus? If you do not know Jesus or you don't think you know Jesus or you're not certain that you know Jesus, then I want to ask you this morning, will you do this? Will you call out to Him? Will you call out to Jesus and say, Jesus, You are Lord. And I ask You today to come into my life. Forgive me for my sin. Transform me from the inside out. I want to follow You from this day forward. And if you make that prayer, if you call out to Jesus, I hope you'll let us know. There's a way on the screen for you to reach us and let us know because we want, we want to help you to begin to grow in your, in your Christian journey. Now, for those of you who already know Jesus, no doubt about it, you are a Christ follower. Then remember this, live in grace and the glory of the gospel. And may it be obvious to others that you belong to Jesus. And then finally, share it. Share it in obedience to and reliance upon the Holy Spirit. Share what Christ has done in your life for His praise, honor, and glory. Church family, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for joining in for worship today. Thanks to all of you from wherever you may be worshiping with us. We're so glad that you're part of our worship experience today. Church family, thank you for your faithfulness and stewardship. Please let us know if there are ways that we can help you in these days. Reach out to us. We're answering the phones, and we'll be glad to respond in any way that we possibly can. So today, our benediction... That has become our tradition since March the 13th to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God, our savior be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen.